truth so loud you can't ignore by Gallifrey and Fairy Tale Read by Melozuko Deer from AO3 Rating General Audiences Archive Warning No Archive Warnings Apply Categories Gen M slash M Fandom Avatar The Last Airbender Relationships Jet and Soccer Soccer slash Zuko Characters Soccer Jet Zuko Additional tags. Non-binary soccer. Is that is that really not a common tag already? He they soccer. Bisexual soccer. Soccer has ADHD. Soccer centric. Alternate universe modern setting. Alternate universe college university. American sign language. Hard of hearing Zuko. Coming out. Gender identity. Non-binary character. Implied Jetru. Freeform. Jet and Sokka are frenemies. They pretend to hate each other, but really they don't. Also, mullet Jet writes, lol. Sokka Week 2021 Summary Sokka is a junior in college when it hits him. He isn't a man. Sokka is a junior in college when it hits him. He isn't a man. Not in the sense of, Wow, I never grew up, I'm still just a boy. In the sense of, Man is too gendered of a term for me to feel comfortable using it. He's taking a free ASL course offered by the Disability Centre. Partially for Zuko's sake, and partially because he thinks learning new languages is cool, and they're learning how to describe people. In ASL, there's no sort of gendered pronoun. Pronouns at all are very... loose? It's mostly just pointing. But there is still separation between words like mum and dad, grandma and grandpa, brother and sister, girl and boy. Man and woman. Sokka's hands always stop when he gets to that part of describing himself. The rest is easy. Brown hair, black glasses, red bracelet. Shirt colour, pants colour, shoe colour. And the non-physical descriptors. 20 years old, hearing, majoring in computer science, minoring in physics. One younger sister, learning ASL because of his boyfriend. Originally from Iqaluit, grew up speaking English in Inuktitut. He has no problems with any of those, either. Which is why Sokka's first clue that something might be wrong is the way he can't get himself to sign that he's a man. It's not that he doesn't know the sign. He's perfectly comfortable using it for anyone else. It's just that when it comes to himself, it doesn't seem right. He gets to that part of the description and he freezes. Because woman is definitely not an accurate descriptor, but man doesn't feel quite right either. He'll go with man anyways, even if just to prove he isn't struggling with the signing. But that doesn't mean it fits. He doesn't let himself think too hard about it. Once the class is over, he can just not describe himself as a man in ASL. Simple as that. The next week, Song brings in a friend to help her teach, and when she has them describe themselves in front of everyone as an example, they simply describe themselves as a person, rather than using man or woman. And Sokka thinks, huh. 
So, at the end of their time for the day, when they practice describing themselves to a partner, Sokka tries that. Instead of calling himself a man, he just uses the neutral person sign. And Sokka thinks, oh. Sokka doesn't go straight to Zuko with his new realisation. In fact, he doesn't even go straight to Katara or Suki or Yue with it. Nor does he make the smart choice and go to Toph, who has been out as non-binary since well before Sokka met them. No, instead, Sokka plants himself outside of Jet's 3pm class and does homework until the students start to trickle out of the room. He can't explain why exactly he went to Jet of all people, but it probably has something to do with the fact that he doesn't care what Jet thinks? Jet is nothing more than a sad, pathetic loser who always chews on pencils, disgusting, has a mullet, ugly, and told Sokka he should stop wearing Crocs because they're cringe, rude, and tasteless. Sokka catches the exact moment Jet sees him because his eyes instantly narrow and his lips pucker like he's stuck a lemon in his mouth. Sokka revels in it. What do you want? Jet deadpans as Sokka falls into step next to him. I have things to do and places to be. This is your last class for the day. Jet raises an eyebrow at Sokka. Memorising my schedule? Sounds a little fruity to me. Don't you have a boyfriend? Sokka elbows him just enough so he half stumbles over his next step. I didn't memorise your schedule. Haru did. And what was it you said? Sounds gay to memorise another man's class schedule. What do you need to know when he's free for, so you can kiss him? I'm going to end you. I'd like to see you try. Jet stops walking and turns to fully face Sokka. Okay, seriously, are you just here to annoy me, or do you need something? Sokka opens his mouth and then... Shuts it again once he realises he didn't actually prepare what he was going to say to Jet. He was kind of hoping to figure it out as he went, but now the time has come and his brain is still empty. Well? For reasons unbeknownst to Sokka, what comes out of his mouth is, You would consider yourself to be a man, right? What? Sokka groans and buries his head in his hands. Okay, yes, I would. Any particular reason? Sokka shrugs, still not looking up. There's a heavy beat of silence, and then Jet asks, Would you consider yourself to be a man? Slowly, Sokka lifts his head. If I say no, how would you react? Jet shrugs. Probably I would ask for clarification. Like, are you not a man because you're a woman? Are you not a man because you're non-binary? Do you think you're not a man because one too many people told you it wasn't manly to wear nail polish and jewellery and for some spirits forsaken reason you decided to take it to heart? Something stirs deep in Sokka's gut. He looks down at his chip blue nail polish. I don't wear nail polish to be manly. I wear it because... Huh. Because... Jet prompts. I don't want to be a man. Sokka doesn't know if he's saying that to finish his previous sentence or if it's a new thought, but he knows it's true. 
he doesn't want to be manly. And not because he's trying to avoid the toxic masculinity that used to plague his mind, but because he doesn't feel like he's a man. That still doesn't specify much, Jet points out, crossing his arms. I think I'm non-binary. You think? Sokka scoffs. Oh, I'm sorry. Am I supposed to be instantly certain of my gender in a world that lives and dies by the gender binary? How do I know I'm not faking the whole thing for attention, huh? How do I know I'm not just doing this so I can feel special or something? Gee, Sokka, I don't know. Maybe because you would know if you'd actively decided to fake a gender crisis? Jet throws an arm over Sokka's shoulder and starts walking again, leading him in the opposite direction to where they had been previously heading. I'm going to be blunt with you here, because I don't much care if it hurts your feelings. You don't need to be non-binary to get attention. You beg for attention in a million other ways every day. You're the person who barged into Zuko's lit class last semester on Valentine's Day to give him flowers just so the girl who was coming on to him knew he really did have a boyfriend. You're the person who stood on a table in the dining hall and demanded everyone sing happy birthday to Katara. And you don't need to be non-binary to be special, either. Being non-binary isn't like a cool party trick. I know you know that in regards to literally any other person being non-binary, and I know you know being non-binary isn't something that's easy. You aren't straight, you aren't white, and you aren't neurotypical. You want to add on being non-binary to make your life even harder? For, like, the fun of it? Buddy. Jet stops walking and spins Sokka so they're facing each other, keeping his hands on Sokka's shoulders. Tell me, does that make any sense to you? Sokka hesitates. His gaze drops to the ground. No, he admits quietly. That's what I thought. Then Jet's hands are disappearing from Sokka's shoulders and he's calling out to someone. Hey, B! Long time no see. Hi, Jet. Sokka turns to see a girl coming toward them, a textbook clutched tightly against her chest. Who's your friend? Sokka is about to tell this girl, B, that he and Jet are not friends, nor will they ever be friends, but Jet beats him to it. And Jet says, Oh, they're not my friend. They're a pest that likes to follow me around. Sokka's so caught off guard by the pronouns that he doesn't even think to defend himself. This is Sokka, Zuko's significant other. They came to me for fashion advice, which was clearly needed. I mean, look at those shoes. A look of disgust crosses Jet's face. That brings Sokka back into the conversation. Don't disrespect the Crocs, dude. And like I ever go to the guy who wears the same jacket every single day for fashion advice. He crosses his arms. When was the last time you even washed that thing? No wonder you're painfully single. Jet flips Sokka off as B laughs. Well, it was nice to meet you, Sokka, but I should probably go. She looks over to Jet. I'm meeting up with Longshot in the library to study. You're welcome to join if you'd like, but I think the Duke said you have plans with Haru? Sokka's eyes widen and he bites back a laugh. He waves the bee and waits until she's out of earshot before smirking and nudging Jet. Plans with Haru, huh? 
Chet flushes as he shoves Sokka back. Shut up. Sokka puts his hands up in defence. Okay, okay. I hope you have fun. Thanks, Jet replies, and it almost sounds like it isn't physically painful for him to say. I guess I'll see you around. Sokka huffs. Unfortunately, we can't seem to avoid each other. You came and sought me out today? Not relevant. Whatever. Later, loser. Sokka flips Jet off as he backs away, holding his fingers in the shape of an L up to his forehead. But as soon as Jet's back is turned, Sokka calls out, Hey, Jet! Jet glances over his shoulder. Yeah? Thank you. Sokka doesn't specify for what. Jet didn't bring up the referring to Sokka with gender-neutral language thing, so Sokka won't explicitly bring it up either. But he knows that Jet knows what he's referencing. Whatever, Jet says, but it's accompanied by a smile that Sokka will translate to mean, you're welcome. Sokka watches Jet until he's turned the corner, and then he leans back against the wall. Sokka watches Jet until he's turned the corner, and then they lean back against the wall. Sokka's never had an issue with people referring to him as he, but he won't lie, it was nice hearing Jet use they, too. Sokka glances around, making sure there's no one watching them, and that they run through a description of themselves in ASL, as if they were talking about someone else. But as they narrate the translation in their head, they use they and them, instead of he and him. After he's finished that, he does the exact same thing, but going back to he-him in his head. He considers what Jet had told him, that he would know if he were faking, and that he has no reason to fake in the first place. He considers how comfortable it felt, both being referred to with, and referring to himself with gender-neutral language. They take a deep breath. Sokka waits a week before coming out to anyone else. They go back and forth on who they should tell first, but in the end, it just sort of happens. They're lying in bed, listening to Zuko hum along to show tunes in the bathroom as he gets ready for bed, and they realise that they're ready. Hey Zuko, they call, when the current song fades to a close. Give me a sec, I don't have my hearing aid in, Zuko responds. The music doesn't continue, so Sokka figures Zuko must have paused the playlist. A moment later, Zuko appears in the doorway, leaning against the frame. You okay? Sokka nods. Can I tell you something? By which Sokka means, please come closer so I know you can hear me. Zuko obliges to the unspoken request, padding over to the bed and sitting down cross-legged across from Sokka. He reaches out and takes Sokka's hands in his. Is everything alright? Yeah, I'm... Sokka takes a deep breath. He squeezes Zuko's hands, and Zuko squeezes back, silently letting Sokka know he's allowed to take all the time he needs. I'm non-binary. There's a moment of silence that feels like an eternity before Zuko asks, very quietly, Can I hug you?
Sokka nods, and then Zuko's arms are around him and it feels like home. You know I'll always love you, right? Zuko whispers. I love you for who you are and whoever you'll become, and I love you for whoever you may realise you've always been. Sokka breathes out shakily. They hadn't realised how tense they'd been until now, when they're bonelessly collapsing into Zuko's arms. They aren't going to cry, they won't, but they might take a few more shaky breaths and blink back tears. Once Sokka has gathered himself enough, he sits back up to say, Thank you, where he knows Zuko will be able to at least read his lips. You don't need to thank me. Zuko weaves their fingers back together and raises one of Sokka's hands to his lips, pressing a kiss to Sokka's knuckles. You do need to tell me what changes you want me to make when referring to you. Can we talk about that tomorrow? The coming out in of itself seems to have drained the last of Sokka's energy for the night, and now all he wants is to curl up in Zuko's arms and not have to think about anything until morning. And he's afraid that conversation will also end up including how exactly Sokka figured it out, even if only because Sokka likes to go off on tangents. And he's too tired to recount all of that accurately right now. Suko nods. Of course. Whatever you want. Sokka leans in, lips barely brushing Zuko's. Thank you, sunshine. Love you forever and ever. Zuko chuckles as he runs his hand through Sokka's hair. I love you. Forever and ever. Too. That was A Truth So Loud You Can't Ignore by Gallifrey and Fairy Tale. Thanks so much to them for such a good non-binary representation in this fic, and for letting me record it. If you enjoyed listening, please tell me what you liked over in the comments on AO3, or come shout at me on Tumblr at Dear. You can also find Gallifrey and Fairy Tale there at Zuka Oru. Thanks again. Till the next one.